Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze and interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. This is Ange, and I am bringing you an interview today with Oscar-nominated writer and director Peter Hedges. You might know him from The Good Dinosaur, About a Boy, Dan in Real Life, Pieces of April, all the way back to What's Eating Gilbert Grape, which was uh, the first work of his that I kind of fell in love with. And... Um, Wow, I can't say enough good things about this guy. He, he walked out of the elevator. I was waiting for the interview, and he stops, stood in front of me, shook my hand, just was so genuine, like, I'm so excited to talk with you. Thank you for coming out. And, and I was just immediately blown away from the first second meeting him, and I knew that this was going to be a great interview. And if you look at his body of work, you can see what kind of guy he is. He's just very empathetic, um, very present, very thoughtful, and um, wow, it was such an honor sitting down with him. This is a movie, a really powerful movie about addiction and the sort of tornado effect that it has on, on everybody around you that cares about you. And uh, starring someone by the name of Julia Roberts, you may have heard of her, and uh, Peter Hedges' own son, Lucas Hedges, who's really made a name for himself in the past few years. And um He's probably one of the more talented actors, young actors in Hollywood today. So extremely moved by the film and moved by this interview with Mr. Hedges. And I can't wait for you to hear it. So please go to our website, www.bitchtalkpodcast.com for all of your social media needs and enjoy the interview. Hedges, I am so honored to be sitting next to you. Uh, your body of work, I mean, way back to what's eating Gilbert Grape. Uh, it's just you you have this special way of telling these stories of these really unique, uniquely flawed families. And um, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, I, I, I come from a uniquely flawed family and, and I have devoted my life. My life's work has been to explore deeply flawed families as so. your form of therapy or <laughs> maybe maybe but yeah. I, I, I um i i love writing about families yeah even when i think i'm not writing about families if i'm doing work for you know on a project might not be my own idea mm -hmm. it always ends up being about family or that that or the family we we either are born into or the family that the one we, we create mm -hmm. yeah. yeah yeah absolutely and and so this story in particular really hit close to home because it, it kind of mirrors you, grow, you growing up with a family that struggled with addiction. Yes. I, mm -hmm. I grew up uh, in a home where my mother, my mother was an alcoholic. She's no longer living, but mm -hmm. um, my childhood was completely altered by um, what, what alcohol did to my mother or when my mother. So all of us defined ourselves and swirled around the, the chaos that 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 that, that disease brought. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think that you portray that so perfectly in this film because in the open, it's like, oh, this beautiful family, you know, and then one person comes back and it's like a tornado. Everyone is swept up in it. And it's just very evident that, OK, there's a shift. That's that's right. And that that. While this isn't a autobiographical story, that dynamic I I know all all too well, mm -hmm. and um, and I wanted to find a way to tell a story that felt urgent and necessary, uh, timely, um, mm -hmm. 
that that might be impactful to people right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's interesting that throughout the course of your career, for some reason, you waited to tell this story. And but when you were ready to, you just kind of wrote it. Imme- I mean, it just came to you and it, you wrote it really quickly, right? Yeah, I, I, I knew when my favorite actor ever overdosed and then a good friend overdosed and a family member almost overdosed. Oh my God. And that family member is now five years clean. I knew that I wanted to write about this epidemic, Mm -hmm. this heroin opioid pain med epidemic Mm -hmm. that we're currently in. Mm And I did tons of research, um, but it was recently when I had a kind of a come to Jesus moment in my own life when I thought about the chaos of the current political situation and the fact that you know I'm such at odds with many of my family members politically, uh, not my immediate family members, but my family members back home. Um, and feeling like the truth had been is is being co-opted there's just so much lying and distortion and mm. i felt that i needed as an artist to um go back to my origins which was creating original and edgy work but also to try to bring all of the experience that i've had in the interim since I wrote, I started writing Gilbert Grape when I was 23, for instance, and I'm now wow. 56. Yeah. So, but all that I've learned as a, as a craftsperson working in film, uh, rewriting other people's films or adapting other people's ideas. And what would happen if I embraced an organic original idea that, like I said, felt like a story only, this is a st- story that I should be writing. You know? mm-hmm. And and so I, I I just went for it and and it did. I, once I once I committed to the act of writing this story, it it wrote me and it wrote me very quickly. Hmm. Wow, it's kind of like you were you were being channeled by uh, very much a, a greater <laughs> power or something. Much. And, yeah, and, and it yeah. came together so quickly. I mean, right. Six months later, you start writing it, and six months later, you're filming. That's right, and, and that's insane. A year, less than a year to the day that uh, Julia said she would do the film. He's with, talking about Julia Roberts, yeah, by Julia the way. Roberts. You just you just call her Julia, I Jules, call her Julia, whatever. But, you know, I, I mean, I'm older than Julia by many years, but um, <laughs> she has been my favorite movie star. Easily. All of that Everyone's. Time. Everyone's. Everyone. She's like so the Tom she's, Hanks. She's the girl that I yeah. wished served me pizza. And, and if <gasps> I were to ever, pizza. ever. That's one of my favorites. Have a hooker in my life. You know, <laughs> Julia would be that. And if I was ever. Little girls a, dreamed about becoming hookers. If I was ever going to be a single mom, you know, fighting a big corporation, <laughs> you know, no, a single mom. She's the one I want. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so it seemed appropriate that if there was going to be a mother who would go anywhere and and willing to go anywhere and does go everywhere on behalf of her right. son whom she loves more than life then it had to be Julia Roberts 
100%. And and one thing that I love about her, which is also the same with Tom Hanks, is you know them from all their entire body of work, but in each film, you forget about that. And they, she just encompasses this she's whole a great new... Actress. I mean, she she's a, a, yeah. one of our great movie stars ever. Right. But she is a great, great, great artist. Mm-hmm. And her uncompromised approach to Holly Burns and the... You know, I think of that Dr. Seuss book, Oh, the Places You Will Go. Mm-hmm. Oh, the places she goes. You know, she, she goes, goes on an adventure, yeah. She a goes journey. to places that um, that I, I've I've never seen her go to. Yeah. And um and and I mean what she's capable of is so mind blowing and that that she came and with such grace and such generosity and such commitment mm-hmm. um, went where she needed to go to tell the Holly Burns story, you know, from Holly's point of view so beautifully is I, I, I honestly can't, I, I still I'm watching the movie going, wait a minute. I, I'm, I directed you this did. movie. Trey Roberts is in it. And, 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 and then to add this, crazy wrinkle to it that when I met with her I came with a list of so many remarkable young actors who (laughs) had expressed interest or their agents had expressed interest in them being in the film never thinking that she would want Lucas to be in the film you're like Lucas who (laughs) really are you sure that would be wouldn't that be odd and weird and she said no I think I really would love to act with him and so her interest in him doing the film was the because at that point I knew he would never even though I would love to be and make films with him I knew he didn't want to make a film with me we're talking about Peter's son for those of you that (laughs) that don't know just for the listeners yes but when when (laughs) Julia had seen him in Manchester by the sea and said I I really want him to do the film so she started a very persuasive Julia Roberts-ish campaign. Oh, yeah. You say yes to, to Julia Roberts. <laughs> if she yeah. asks me for something, yes, whatever. I'll yeah. make it happen. So so that was helpful to getting Lucas to, to think about doing the film. So there, okay, so I have to pause really quickly because I know that you've been in this industry for a long time. You've worked with some a of the greats. Time. I have. But there has to be a little dance that you do when Julia Roberts says yes. I mean, what, hap- what happens when you get that message that she's in? Well, you know, she said that she was going to let me know on 9-11. She said maybe hmm. uh, she, for she'd been travel. She was going to go travel with her family. Needed to talk to her kids. And she said, "I I, I will let you know by nine eleven. She might let me know beforehand. Okay, but it, no later than nine eleven. Mm-hmm. And five thirty in the morning, her time. I got a text. Good morning from Mrs. Motor on my phone. It says Mrs. Motor. Good morning, <laughs> and I went. Okay, yes. <laughs> and then I was starting to text her, but I didn't realize she had texted me her acceptance of doing the part. But I hadn't read it, and I was trying to write her a oh, message. Oh, okay, okay. And so I was a little <laughs> slow to tell her how excited I was. Yeah, she was like, yeah. wait, did you go on to another actor? Did you get it? I said, no, 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 no. Oh, I, I mean, it was, yeah, yeah. I mean, it it's always a thrill when an actor you want to do your film says yes. I mean, even even the smallest parts, if it's an actor you know is right and they say, yes, I'll come do your part, do the part in the film. But this was 
this was magical because I knew that that from from her body of work, from our meeting, from from her desire to tell a story like this, and I knew what she was going to bring. That I thought this, we have the best chance to reach the most people. Right. Yeah. And, and that's that's yeah. that's the goal. Mm-hmm. And 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 now turning to your son. Yes. So first, I want to know: Were you happy when he decided to become an actor? Were you warning him? You know, like how how did how did you approach that? Well, it was. He is so it was ridiculously he, talented. He was in a play in seventh grade that he was so good in that a casting director saw him and called my wife and said, we want to bring him in for a movie. Wow. I was at that point, I'd gone back to LA where I was casting a film looking for two kids. And my (laughs) wife called and said, um, they called, asked him to audition for a movie. I said, no. And I said, well, why did you say no? And she said, well, you know, our friends in the business say you should never let a kid be in movies until they're 18. And I'm looking at all the resumes <laughs> and all the pictures of the kids. And I said, well, then I'm going to hell. Said, what do you mean? I said, Susan, my last movie had 10 kids in it. This movie has two leads. If I thought a kid being in a movie would destroy their lives, I, I don't think it will. I think it could, it could, could go very right. badly, but it's all about the family the parents, and the absolutely. parents mm-hmm. and, and the approach and what's the movie and what's the project. Mm-hmm. And I said, have you ever thought about asking him what he wants to do? And so <laughs> she said, oh that's, oh, that's actually a good idea, which in my house, like for me to have a good idea is like a major event. <laughs> and she called me back and she said, so, well, I asked Lucas if he wanted to audition for the movie. And, and, and he said, he thought about it and he said, well, I have one question. She said, what is it? And she said, is dad directing the movie? <laughs> and she said, no. And he said, then I'm interested. <laughs> so. Uh, okay. Uh, do you have kids? No. Okay. Well. I love them though. But I'm a big fan. Enough. But here's what you want. Here's what you want. All you want for your kid. I mean, this is my experience is you want them to find something they love to do. Mm-hmm. That, that is their passion. Mm -hmm. And that thing that they wake up going, I can't wait to do this. Mm -hmm. For my older son, it was snowboarding and finance. And for Lucas, it was acting. Mm -hmm. And so in both instances, they're both doing what they love. So it's great. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. And he never wanted to to act in any of your films. This well, has been his... he was in... It, the very first movie he was ever in was a film I made called Dan in Real Life. He mm-hmm. auditioned for a part. I gave him a one-line part where he ro- walked down the hall and he said hi to the young girl and, and kept walking. And I cut that scene from the movie. Um, so, and <laughs> no he, offense. he had to do it about 10 times and he was very unhappy after about the third time. He was like eight or nine years old. So, but he is in the credits of the movie. He's dancing with the little girl and there's a little shot of him, uh-huh. very quick shot of him dancing. And he looks, <laughs> he kind of looks right at the camera, which he's not supposed to do. But, um, uh, but, but then, you know, he went and did two films with Wes Anderson and he worked with Jason Reitman and Noah Baumbach and he worked with Terry Gilliam and then Greta Gerwig and Martin <laughs> McDonough and Jonah Hill and the list just, I'm sure I left out five or six amazing directors. Uh, he's just worked in such 
either with really interesting directors and act, always with interesting directors and actors and on some of the best films made in the last few years. So, yeah. Well, in, in part because of him, he's incredible. Yeah. He yeah. Is. He's a, he, you know what he had when he was a, in, in seventh grade, he had that thing that makes him a great actor, a film actor is it never feels like he's acting. And um, that was just very rare. And most kids are, more performative and they talk loud and make faces Mm -hmm. it's just you get rewarded for that Mm -hmm. he just was very real Mm -hmm. and he's actually right now in previews for a play on broadway he's doing with elaine may of all people wow and uh kenny lonergan play that he's doing and um i haven't i i get to go see it in a week or so Uh, he's Um, he's like 21 he's 21 what he's it's just crazy his body of work up until now it is it is and he and he knows that he's you know, he was lucky to have gone to a school that a casting director came to. Right. Yeah. Um, in in some respects, I think he was hesitant to get into acting because his mom had been an actress on Broadway and and I make films. But he's done his work so separate from us mm-hmm. that that I think now he felt like he'd done enough work on his own that he could entertain working with me. Mm-hmm. But it was mostly because he wanted to work with Julia and because he thought the the story. Yeah. And, the, and what the story's about was so important. One of the things I love about Lucas is with, like, with his film Boy Erased and, and, and Jonah Hill's mid-90s, two films he's also in this fall. These were movies he believed in for very particular reasons beyond what they would do, quote, for him or, mm-hmm. you know, he felt they were important films. And, mm-hmm. that, 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 and I believe, and I, I think lots of people believe that you know, film and storytelling can be impactful. Yeah, you raised you raised a good egg, <laughs> and I, and I one day you'll like. That. <laughs> yeah, me too. I would love that. Yeah, um, and so I knew the storyline. I knew the premise. I knew Julia Roberts. Okay, I'm probably going to be crying at some point, mm-hmm. and but I wasn't prepared for Lucas's performance and how powerful it was, and to share a screen with Julia Roberts and hold your own. It says so much and I was I was just ugly crying on more than one occasion in the film so uh, thank you for that <laughs> well, you're welcome I want well, I love I love their their on-screen chemistry I love mm-hmm. there's a one of the things that I knew we were in such good hands with them when we started to film and I was laughing as much as I was Hmm. That they have such a wonderful rapport, the banter and the play, mm-hmm. and the obvious love they both felt for each other, mm-hmm. and and their respect for each other, and you know sometimes an actor gives a great performance, but they give that performance alone, but they mm-hmm. actually that that's an instance where you're watching two people who are making each other better, mm-hmm. and 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 one of the hardest parts of the film was what I couldn't include. You know, every scene of those substantial, you know, those particularly the more... Little moments of... mm -hmm. The bigger scenes, you know, the more impactful and important scenes. They gave so many different looks, so many different opportunities, so many different options Mm -hmm. that it was very hard to say, this is the one. Sorry. This is the one. Mm -hmm. And because I knew by choosing that moment there were four or five moments you would never see right that's the job yeah and, yeah and and i've been in the situation where you're 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 taping it together so 
and it so fragilely holding together that while I'm bemoaning how hard it was to have to make those choices, it was an embarrassment of riches. And I, I certainly preferred <laughs> having too many good options right. than not having enough. Right, right. It's a good problem to have. Yeah. So. Well, I, I love that your approach to this film, you're not providing answers or it, there's no judgment. It's um, you leave with this compassion and this understanding. That, that's of, the, I think art at its best expands our uh capacity for empathy mm. um it maybe shows us a point of view or several points of view that we maybe haven't seen before mm -hmm. and the the thing that our 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 world needs right now certainly our country is a is a capacity to see other people's points of view mm -hmm. and to be able to lean in to that compassion mm -hmm. um you know, compassion for addicts, compassion for families of addicts. And the stigma that we have on, uh, on who an addict is. That's right. Is just and, so and, wrong. And, it's so off base. And because they are, they are, they're in this room, they're in that room, mm -hmm. that we're passing them on the street. Mm -hmm. And they're people all ages, races, socioeconomic, you know, groups. Right. It's impacting everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, uh, thank you so much for your time, Peter. And I thank think you. the biggest message is just don't give up. Don't give up on each other. Don't give up on each and, other. Uh, yeah, and I appreciate it. Thank you for your time. Thank you. It was so much fun. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for listening. That was my interview with the great Peter Hedges, who has had such an epic career in Hollywood and having been someone who's uh, been in this uh, in this uh, field for decades he is just so down to earth as, as you can tell and just super humble and this film really moved me definitely um, I, I, I know that all of us can name at least one person who has suffered from addiction whether it be legal or not and it really doesn't matter at that point if it's legal or not. And I think that's a, a big part of what this film teaches you. You can't have these assumptions about addicts because they are your mothers, they are your brothers, they are your, your fathers. They are not these crazy, they're not always these crazy homeless, you know, these are your everyday people that have an injury and then they get addicted and then from there their whole life spirals out of control. And uh, I think this film beautifully portrays that and how... Uh, you can't give up. We can't give up on each other. I mean, how old was he? Sorry, when he directed What's Eating Gilbert Grape? He was, He's a young guy. So he is in his 50s. Sure. And What's Eating Gilbert 91. Grape was... I'm looking right now. 93. Oh, it says 91. He wrote it. I'm not sure that he directed it. I don't remember that. Part. Oh, got it. Okay. But, um, yeah, no, but so, yeah, 93, and he's in his 50s now, 93. It's okay. You don't have to do that. So he's in his 20s. Jesus. When he wrote that. And that is, he's an old soul. We can say that. That is not. Andy wrote about a boy. Who's some like 23-year-old that's going to write What's Eating Gilbert Grape? I don't know. <laughs> you know, you're, you're wise beyond your years. I don't know. You had such another an amazing interview without me. That I'm, question, I'm, question, I'm questioning everything now <laughs> about Bitch Talk. Uh, it's fine. I'll just do all the social media work. It's fine, Ange. Um, yeah, we have a place for you. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So anyways. <laughs>
Anyway, <laughs> addiction. Yeah, it's I, fucking heavy. Yeah, and we think. And I, I got out of this movie, and I texted Aaron and Shar, and I was like, "Can I watch a fucking movie that doesn't make me ugly yes. cry for once?" Another like another a one. Wet chest. Yeah, I yeah. would have had I been, but I wasn't wearing something that was revealing my chest. Oh, so. that's surprising. Love <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Shove> it. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, can but it's so important. It's uh, this movie is so important. Do you and think? Do you think that Julia Roberts will be nominated? I really hope so. Yeah? And Peter Hedges, his okay. son, definitely needs to be nominated as well. Uh, they're both just—it's uh, a lot. It takes you on a ride. This this one. Okay. And when does it come out again? December seventh, Friday, December seventh. Just in time for the holidays. Yeah. Ho, well, ho, ho. addictions. Addiction is a real thing, and I think it it comes out pretty hot and heavy during the holidays. So. Right. Um, yeah. Go see the film. Bring tissues, right? Maybe go by yourself. I don't yeah, know. And, and hopefully you'll leave with, as I did, just a little more understanding and, and empathy. And we all know these people. You know, they're they're us, essentially, just with different circumstances. And it's a little too easy to get addicted to these fucking things. And uh, we need to do something about it. Yeah. Uh, on that note, if you want to uh, catch up on all of our episodes, you can go to bitchtalkpodcast.com, find our episodes, find our social media handles, if you will, and uh, we will see you soon. Bitch, please.